G'day gang, how we going? We're about to run a live Facebook video for you, obviously, because we've mm. gone live. And at the same time, we're going to be recording one of our Personal Trainer's Guide to Wealth Creation podcasts. So you're going to be privileged to the live screening of not only the video, but also the podcast. So this is a, another edition of, for those you listening to the podcast, of a Personal Trainer's Guide to Wealth Creation. And on the topic of wealth creation, uh, we wanted to kick off because it's one of those topics, mates, that uh, in this country at least, talking about, um, I think, sex is sometimes easier for people than talking about wealth. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and sh- go on. Well, I was going to say, so we'll talk about both today, sex and wealth. <laughs> Obviously, expert in all those two areas. <laughs> yeah, so so the um, but the concept of wealth... Self-made. Self-made, self-assessed. Yeah. Yeah. So the concept of wealth, though, what we want to uh, kick off with is create PT wealth. Now, a lot of people, uh, I guess, and uh, by no fault of their own, they would see create PT wealth and uh, I think automatically assume mm. that it's all about money and uh, it's, it couldn't be further from the truth. So we want to take this quick moment here to explain exactly our philosophy behind create PT wealth because you're probably not aware of it. Now, for us, CreatePT Wealth stands for not only wealth and uh, income, but wealth and relationships, uh, wealth and family life, where we've both got families, kids, uh, and relationships. We're very big on you know uh, the relationships we build, uh, time, holidays. So it, for us, CreatePT Wealth is creating uh, a wealth and abundance across all the areas of your key life. And so that's, that's really one of the topics for today, or is the topic for today, is looking at those areas and not just the financial part of it, but going, where am I currently wealthy and what areas do I need to increase my wealth in? Now, for some people, it might be that they feel time poor. It might be that they go, you know what, actually income-wise, I'm, I'm not earning the income I want, so I want to increase the wealth. Uh, you know, For other people that go, I feel very blessed and rich in terms of my relationships, my family time. So th- that's what we mean by create PT wealth. It's creating a, a wealth a wealthy lifestyle, uh, not just about the money. Mm. And the um, the question I love uh, asking people at our business mastery program is is back to the concept and the idea behind why are you in business? You know, why did you get into business for? And so what we find across the board is that you know business becomes the vehicle for many people to supply them with you know some of the types of things that they like to do. Mm. And I certainly know it's been the case for me. You know, get to live in the type of house that I want to live in, get to drive the type of car I want to drive, get to, uh, I guess, engineer a lifestyle which um, I wanted to live. And my philosophy early on in the piece was instead of wait for all the things that you might want later in life, why not start creating that stuff earlier on in the piece? But, you know, for us, and and Jason mentioned this before, like we've both got young families. And so I want to make sure that I'm, I'm building a business that was really enabled me the opportunity and the time to be able to be around my kids so I feel very privileged and in terms of wealth, um, the cars, the overseas trips, all that sort of stuff's fantastic. I love it and enjoy it. But, you know, being able to go and uh, drop my kids off at school, uh, mm. pick them up in the afternoon, do homework with them in, in the afternoon. Now we're entering that phase of the life, do sport with them uh, and so forth. I go, well, that's the bit where I really cherish and go, well, building the business has really enabled uh, myself and I know for you as well jace to be able to do that and so you go what's the definition of it you know is it just looking at um you know overall profit bank balance turnover or is it that component of it too and for me it encompasses all those factors 
Yeah, and I'm not claiming to be an expert in this uh, area. My own personal experience uh, dealing with uh, thousands of clients over the over the 16 years have been in coaching and consulting and the personal development field. My own personal experience. I really, I really do believe that we, you know, money and, and money in its sense and wealth, it, it brings up our programming and belief around what's possible for us in life. And uh, so many times we'll hear people again when we when we say, "Why are you in business?" And uh, without us asking them about the financial part of it, they'll say, "Well, I'm not in it for the money," but we never ask them that question anyway. And mm-hmm. so already it gives us a bit of an in- indication of where, where that person's thinking at. And so. Either one is not going to be that healthy, in my opinion. You know, only focusing on the money at the consequence of, you know, not showing up and being a good partner, husband, father, all that stuff, in my opinion, is going to have consequences. Uh, And on the flip side, uh, walking around, having a mantra that you say, I'm not in it for the money, money's not important to me. It's, it's probably going to not be that great for you, you know, if you want these other areas of your life that we just explained to, to flourish. If you want the overseas holidays and trips and you want time to take, take your kids to school, mm-hmm. because normally what we find is the same people are saying they're not, they're not in it for the money are also unfortunately the ones stressing about it mm-hmm. and having a challenging to have the lifestyle that they want. So we've got to be very careful about our beliefs around money, uh, about wealth in general. And I think it's just these it's these moments like we're doing this live video now that gives us a time to stop and reflect and yeah. start to explore what areas of my life am I truly wealthy in at the moment and yeah. what areas do I want I want greater wealth in. Yeah. Uh, and you were mentioning uh, as we did on our Ignite, your ultimate success summit over in Bali just recently when we were exploring this concept and what you got the gang to do was to um, really f- for them to focus in on some, I guess, what we call wealthy moments. And you've got a couple yourself um, and some examples of that. Mm. So do you want to enlighten the crew to, for you what, what it was? Maybe you're telling me a time you're, you've been at jiu-jitsu and so mm. forth. And Yeah, a lot, a lot of the time, I think we've, I personally have done it myself, and I think we forget about where are the areas where we're wealthy. And, and if we look at time, for example, um, the, yeah, you're right. There's, there's times that I like to stop and just really uh, think about how wealthy I truly am. And uh, there's, you know, a particular time of the week, I go to jiu-jitsu, I drive out there, I'm up at 5am to go and do it. And and even the drive, like I drive 35 minutes to go to school because the, the teacher, my coach, as far as I'm concerned, he's the best fit for me and he's one of the best around. So, but that, that drive, just to go there, I consider that to be wealthy, a wealthy moment, a time to myself. I'm, I'm listening to some educational material on the way out and so I go some people go say to me you drive 30 minutes to go to training like what a waste of time but for me it's a wealthy moment it's time for myself mm. I'm up early I, I love it go to jiu-jitsu um, I'm having time learning you know something I love connecting with the the, the teammates there mm. another wealthy moment where I'm starting the day giving myself that bit uh, and then what I would do is because it was near the beach I would um, I would then go down have a swim and I'm sitting there, again, being grateful, going, this is another wealthy moment that I've been able to design. And uh, from there, I'm on to breakfast. And so I've, I've got this period in the morning where I'm up at four, but from four till about eight o'clock, I've got this real wealthy, wealthy moment. And it's something I really cherish. So I sit there and I go, that's the time, that's what I've designed to make myself really wealthy. So, But I could easily look at all that stuff and go, what a hassle. I've got to drive out to Redcliffe. It's a bloody long way. You know, you know, and, and that's one way to view it. So my tip I was saying to the guys in Bali is just to stop already and, and catch out all these wealthy moments that you may have that you don't even realise at the moment because you just take it for granted. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's a powerful message and one, one I certainly loved. And the other part to it, which I find fascinating too, is, is um, what we can see in the fitness industry, you know, because we get to deal with thousands mm. of PTs every single year are PTs who can start to engineer some of the stuff that they might like and enjoy. So a classic example would be training and exercise. And so what I find, and anyone happy to be corrected here if I'm uh, wrong, but I'm sure that many PTs absolutely love their time to train uh, whatever style of exercise or training, whatever it is they're into. And I find that generally speaking, a lot of people in the fitness industry uh, who are professionals in the industry um, will prioritize that stuff and they can sometimes prioritize it over lead generation or sales or marketing or any of that sort of stuff. And so I guess my lesson is that the trap that I see some uh, people potentially falling into, it's almost like you'll you'll engineer this wealthy moment and I think that's absolutely fantastic and I think it's great for you to acknowledge that part of it. But sometimes that bit, it, it can take over and so it could be possibly be expense of other areas of the life. So if, you're, if you've engineered your, your successful fitness personal trainer career, you're doing what you love, you're changing people's lives, you're getting to do your own exercise regime, but then on the flip side, your income or the revenue in your business is not stacking up to that. Mm. It can be worthwhile checking in on that and going, okay, well, maybe there's a, I'm slightly a bit out of balance here. And this can come back to the whole not in it for the money mantra as well. Um, so if that's the case for you, I, we say anyone who's doing something that they feel entirely wealthy doing, that's absolutely fantastic. But on, on the flip side, if you're finding that there, there's a part of it that's slightly out of balance, mm-hmm. and if that's the, the profitability, the overall income, or any of that sort of stuff, it can be worth checking in. Mm, couldn't agree more. Uh, so an activity that you can, you can do, and I, I highly recommend you do it if you're really serious about just having a, uh, a moment of reflection to see where you are wealthy, is, is look at some categories of your life where you would, you would write down and say, what, where are the, the li- areas of my life now that I, I do feel truly, truly wealthy? And... Um, you know the way that I word it, I go if um, if my um, physical income was to increase, would I change the car that I drive? Would I change friends? You know, or, um, family. You know, like would any of that change? And look at what areas at the moment you go. Well, regardless of how much extra money I earn, mm. how many of those other key areas in my life would I change? You probably find that a lot of them you wouldn't. Um, that you're already quite wealthy in a lot of areas. And again. Whatever we focus on, we get more of. And so if there's a lack, if you're feeling there's a lack of, um, you know, uh, love and relationships, if there's a lack of time, if there's a lack of money, well, if that's your primal focus, if that's what you're walking around thinking about, chances are you're going to just see more reasons why you, you, you don't have the time, you, you don't have the key relationships that you want, um, that you're not making the income you want, if that's what we're thinking internally. So this activity is meant to then bring up, okay, some of the areas that you go, hey, look, Actually, you know, all the money in the world wouldn't change some of these key areas. There are a few areas that I would like to change, and that gives you a bit of an insight of what to go to work on. So what areas of my life, like Brad said, am I not truly 100% satisfied with, and that's okay, and then what do I need to do about it? Mm. And if I reflect back to times for me where there was a shift in, in terms of this wealth and, and how I felt about it, and I look at, say, for example, relationships now uh, the way i look at it is you've got personal relationships with your friends and your family and so forth and then you've got your business type of relationships that you'll have with people that you do business with clients uh, with other team members if you're Mm going to go ahead and build a team and i can remember transitioning from being solo independent personal trainer to being able to hire my first pt 
which enabled me to hire my second PT and then go on to, to build a team of, of 13 personal trainers. And when I look back on that, the, the whole part of it was that I figured out early on in my career that um, I didn't want to do it on myself. Number one, number two, I don't, I didn't feel like I possessed the skill set required. Number three, to fulfil my mission of impacting more people's lives, it wasn't, mm. it was not. If it was just left up to me, then that was going to be incredibly laborious, tough to do that. So mm. it was like, how do I branch out? How do I grow this thing to be uh, bigger than just myself? What that meant for me was that I surrounded myself with a group of positive, motivated people, which meant that mm. I could now. Uh, foster, grow, enhance those relationships. And it just made my professional working career for me much more satisfying, uh, you know, as opposed to myself just rocking up and doing it all by myself. Now, if you're currently doing it by yourself and you're absolutely loving every single part of it, I've got no dramas with that. And, and hey, we fully encourage that. We've had plenty of people come through our programs and choose not to grow a team. But if for you, if you feel like there's something more out there for you, then then that's the example that, that I, I definitely look back on and I go... I was able to really, you know, enrich my life and feel wealthy that I was able to supply some employment opportunities for these people. Mm. I could see that we were able to impact more people because there's no way I could do it all myself. Ultimately, the business grew, but first and foremost, it was it was people first mm. and it was building that side of it. When I get to look at, at clients and, and on our program, on our Create PT Wealth program, like Iman, Emmanuel Marquez down in Sydney, who's operating out of plus 24-7, up to his third or his fourth PT, and relatively new in the industry. He's only a couple of years into the game. And again, you just I hear the passion, the enthusiasm come uh, out of his mouth when he speaks about his team doing 100-odd sessions a week and him conducting roughly 10 of those, realizing that his purpose and his mission is to, is to be able to help grow and foster those relationships, enhance the professional development of his team, impact more people's lives it's it's way more than than the money side of it and that amount that gets direct deposited or direct debited into his bank account every week or every fortnight mm. i think of Haley beckett over in perth who's you know running her studio to her second studio now two studios open built uh, that business up to 10 personal trainers have a studio manager in place and the the level of community engagement that she has and the type of impact she's had on people's lives has just been huge and so that's where we really see the, the program, it becomes way more than just, just making more profit. That's one part of it uh, and, and just one component of, of many parts. Yeah, I, I agree. There's, uh, th- that's why we started by saying, what does Creativity Wealth really stand for? Because you know, with anything you do in life, you need to have a real sense of direction and purpose. And uh, you, know, you don't need to be 100% clear on that, but on the journey is the place to be and whatever you're doing right now. And, Again, it's these moments of checking in that's really good. Like, and so like the program when people come through, what we say is you know, undertaking some program or education, whatever it may be, that forces you to grow and develop uh, is the best personal development program on the planet because it's, it's going to put right in front of you what it is you need to grow. Now, when you're a solo independent operator and uh, you're the only one watching what you're doing day in, day out, it's quite easy to, uh, to let ourselves off the hook and not do those things uh, for most humans, it's um, the hardest thing to do is to be responsible. You know, so I can tell my daughter what she needs to do, but when it comes time for me to do the activities, you know, who's there telling me? Well, it's it's got to be up to me to do that. And so when we peg that back to to the wealthy areas of our life, it really is our responsibility. It is it is us that we need to manufacture these things. Uh, you know, if we're not feeling at the time. 
we haven't got the money, we haven't got that. We need to start searching for, for ways that we increase that wealth in, that, in those areas uh, rather than uh, thinking that you know, it's out of our control or out of our power to do so. And um, speaking of out of control and power, it, it takes me to another client of ours, uh, Neil Moore, come through our um, coaching program. And one of one of Neil's big takeaways is we go through at the end of the year and we're rewarding all of our clients. We, we've got a six-figure club of all the people that have achieved that revenue yep. of $100,000 a year or greater. And Neil's one of the many people on that list. And Neil's big thing uh, last year is he'd moved himself out of uh, getting debt free and put themselves in a position to buy their first property. And so he's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you look at his business, he's got a great thriving business and you look, he looks back at the situation that he was in going, well, you know, what the business has done, it's enabled him to have the vehicle to supply him with the type of personal income to knock some of that stuff on its head and put himself in just a stronger position moving forward. And, you know, all the, all the things like the, uh, the money is, is one component of it and, and, and that's great because it obviously supplies you with the rest of it. But, you know, ultimately, you know, do you want, do you want more money or is it just those experiences like Neil's exactly had being able to get himself debt-free, put him in a position to buy his first property? That sort of stuff just absolutely blows us away from that perspective. Yeah, and the other, the other thing with, when we're talking about purely wealth in terms of income and money, it's uh, the other thing we see a lack of in um, the, the people that we come across the PTs is a lack of um, setting financial targets and goals as well. So you know, um, we call if you don't have that stuff in place, you're just running the hope plan, and um, I certainly run the hope plan for the first four or five years of my business, and that was. Um, just hoping that it all panned out. And the only time I knew exactly any of the stats and figures in my business was uh, tax time. And I was doing exactly what Brad was doing then. I was just going, please, I hope it's in my favour. And I haven't spent more than what I've earned. Yeah, fingers crossed Think- it was for the podcast people. Fingers crossed, yeah, for yeah. the podcast people. And, uh, you know, so our our advice on purely an income point of view and talking mm. about wealth is, you know, make sure that you do set some financial targets and, you know, uh, know exactly what it is you want to earn. And it can be challenging. It can be tricky to go, what is that figure? Mm. Especially when people are starting out. So, I mean, we have some we have some basic tips on how to do that. Mm. And, uh, you know, the first thing is, look, you, you know, you've got some basic requirements, right, Brad, in terms of what you've got to achieve in, in terms of income. You've got rent or mortgage or car repayments. So there's some basic things that you can start to manufacture and work out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we start with all the essential components. It's like, all right, well... At a, at a bare minimum, what are the baseline things that I need to or want in my life for me to be able to mm. get by? And again, there can be the, the bit that I'm, I'm prepared to accept right now and uh, there might be some short-term sacrifice for the long-term gain. And again, what we often find in, in our society, generally speaking, is that uh, people can not be so great with going without in the short term so they can have more in the long term. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whole, a topic for a whole another conversation there. However, um, go back that's, to... Uh, that's called pain relief. Pain relief, yeah, yeah going out yeah. and buying the stuff that you may not really need but you want right now. Yep. So make a list of those things. You've got some basic expenses, personal and business, and separate your personal and business expenses. And once you've figured out what that bit is and what you might need to get by to live that quote-unquote comfortable life, you can now figure out from there, all right, well, what does the business need to earn in terms of overall revenue to be able to supply me with that component, keeping in mind that 
business is going to have some expenses. You're going to rent a space or a facility. You're going to be inside a gym. You're going to pay some GST. If you're earning over $1,500 per week, you're going to pay some income tax. There's going to be mm-hmm. some insurance in there. So there are expenses related to business. And, and what we often find is that when people are even setting their, their rates, how much should I charge somebody? They do it based on what I think someone might mm. pay to train with me as opposed to going, well, how much do, do, does this business physically need to make yep. to supply me with this, what I've just determined is a, is a minimum standard? And depending upon your commitments and, you know, we, we've met uh, people on both sides of the spectrum, people who can live incredibly frugally on a, a low amount of mm-hmm. uh, money and others who uh, have other commitments, have families and mortgages and things that they've made a, a level of commitment to where it's like, all right, for them to, to get by, the, that weekly amount's going to be higher. Therefore, the business is going to need to supply them with some more revenue. Yeah, and you also look at things like maybe holidays. So, you know, again, when you are looking at this side of things, go, well, how many holidays do I want to take per year and what am I going to spend on that? And, you know, again, if you don't if you don't have any of this stuff in place, mm-hmm. again, it's going to be very easy just to drift, drift by. Like, you know, setting these targets will start to ignite a bit of a fire within you to start to look at this stuff. So... Too many times, and I did it in the early my early career as well, running a business. I, I, you know, I didn't take holidays. You know, I didn't take time away because I was running that mantra: I don't have time. And if I don't, if I don't work, I don't get paid. However, you know, a different thinking of that is going well. One, I'm going to change that. I'm going to start to build a business and, and hire some team members like Brad did. That was my philosophy as well, mm-hmm. for all the reasons Brad mentioned. But more importantly, before I did that, I said, right, I'm going to have four weeks off this year, two weeks middle of the year, two years, two weeks at the end. That changes dramatically now what I need to be earning to hit that financial target. So I don't have 12 months now. I have more like 11, mm. 11 months to achieve that goal. Now, how is that impacting my weekly you know, targets that I need to be earning? Mm. And so again, if we're not having this stuff in place, it's just, it's just hopeful and wishful thinking, making sure it all pans out. You know, maybe you want to buy the house and, and setting all these goals and targets. It, it really, they're just goals that... In my opinion, it's it's who you become in the process of setting these goals and targets that are important. So if you don't set these goals, you don't have these targets in place financially, chances are you're not going to develop as a person either. So I love setting the goals and targets mm. so I can start to develop myself because there's things that I need to learn, adapt and grow to to be able to achieve them. Yep. Or I can just not set them and just five years time be the same version of myself. Yep. Now, I'm not telling anyone what they need to be doing, but, but that's just my experience and that's my philosophy that if you want to keep growing, developing mm-hmm. as a person, you're going to need to set these goals uh, in all areas of your life that we're talking about financially at the moment. Yeah. The thing we can tell you from, uh, first of all, from um, personal experience, personal firsthand experience, and now seeing you know well over a thousand people come through our coaching and mentoring programs is that when you do set the goal, when you do have the target, when, when this stuff is laid out for you and you've got clarity around it, you're putting yourself in a, in a, in a very strong position to be able to mm. achieve success with it, that's for sure. And I know for a fact that at any point in time when I haven't put focus on something, well, just got probably the results I was focusing on, which was not much. Mm. When I, as soon as I put some energy, some focus towards it and put it out there, this, this is what I'm going for, mm. then that stuff turned up. Is that just is that just you know miraculous magic that that occurs, or is there some you know there's some methodology or strategy behind it? Now, of course, there's got to be some execution behind that. I didn't just wish for the thing and it turned up on my doorstep. I didn't mm. just you know manifest uh, the wealth or the car or whatever it is into into my life. 
I had to do, I had to take some action to make that happen. But every time I put focus in that area, it's I've got what I wanted. And what we find with our clients, mm. the same is applicable. Now um, that's it for me. Yeah, I've, I've, um, I've, I'm pretty much done. Uh, what I would say, and what we always sign off on, is that is that the success that you're desiring, you want, is is a lot closer than you think. So for a lot of us, in our minds, it creates, as you're probably well aware, it creates the mountains and the big blocks that we, are the things we want to achieve. But you're actually closer than, than, than what you think. Success is really close. And so if you ever feel like you want help, you want need, we're in the business of solving those particular challenges, overcoming those self-sabotaging roadblocks. So our door is always open for people who are seriously walking through it and uh, allowing us to, to, to be your coach and uh, your person who can guide you. So we, we always make the offer available that if any time you want to find out how you can improve the success you're currently getting, we just, we just simply say, look, just make that first step. Mm. Message us via Facebook, leave a message, contact us personally via the uh, message bank and uh, we'll, we'll get in contact. We can have an introduction chat. We, we love meeting those people out there that are really serious about going further in their life, but they're just not sure how to get started. Mm. And my sign-off is um, is back to you taking a moment, and this is for, for each and every one of you out there listening to this, watching the video in the future, uh, is, to, is to just take time out and just have a think about some of these wealthy moments in your life and, and just sit back and you can take some notes on it, or just simply to have that thought mm. run through the mind and go, okay, what areas of my life do I feel uh, incredibly wealthy mm. And which part of it, uh, you know, is really is really satisfying that desire for me. Secondly, is what areas do I feel like I might need some improvement? Because right now there's some some areas where I don't feel like I don't feel incredibly wealthy, and therefore it might need a little bit of attention, a little bit of focus put back in that area. All right, that starts to wrap it up from us. So, like Jason said, the doors open anytime. Reach out to us. You guys have been the best live Facebook audience and podcasters we've had today. So thank you very much for that. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye for now.